Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Behind the Timeline. I am your co-host, Lindsay, and I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Hello. It's Friday. And it's Friday. We're coming to you for another Wheel of Time extravaganza. And I'm so excited because nothing happened in this episode. Oh, yeah. No, nothing Nothing was revealed. No information. Yeah. We, we got nothing. We have seven nothing. pages of notes. Yeah, nothing. I know. I have like... <laughs> Before we jump looking into... at that right now. Right. Before we jump in, though, we'll do the uh, call-out stuff that we have to be better about doing at the beginning. But um, we really appreciate how much engagement we've been getting lately. So just thank you guys so much. And make sure that you subscribe to Behind the Timeline wherever you're getting podcasts. And check us out on social media and send us feedback and everything. But we have loved seeing everything. So send us. You guys can email us at gobehindthetimeline at gmail. Instagram at go behind the timeline and Twitter at behind timeline. And no, stop going on Twitter. You guys are giving Lindsay too much shit to do. You guys seriously, (laughs) like I swear to God, she needs to go to sleep. Like, Oh my God, (laughs) nothing that's happening because I'm trying to assuage myself of any spoilers, which I'm doing a terrible job of. You should really Um, stay off Twitter. I know. Um, but I am staying off of Twitter as best I can. That doesn't mean I'm not getting these fucking pop-ups about like, ha ha ha, someone reacted to your tweet or someone said this. And I'm like, who the fuck is that person? <laughs> uh, there's a whole lot. It's the whole of Twitter of time is blowing up Scott's phone. I know. So it is. Turn off those notifications because, guys, I I am, I'm here for Twitter of time and I'm out there with you guys and I'm having so much fun. So there is there is a lot of exciting stuff happening on the Twitter. But we just, I've, it's just been so much fun engaging with all you guys, especially on this Wheel of Time stuff. So, you know, make sure you subscribe, follow us on social media and check out the memes and all of the things. And, but yeah, we're really excited. So we are here to talk about the Wheel of Time. We are. Episode, Episode six. six, the Flame of Tarvalin. Tarvalon? Tarvalin? Tar- yeah, I'm calling it Tarvalin. That's what they said in uh, episode four. So I'm just sticking with that. I just, I don't know. It's just what comes out of my mouth. I feel like it's wrong, but. You call it Tarvalon? <laughs> no, t- I'm saying Tarvalon, but. Oh, Tarvalon. It's probably Tarvalon. It's probably closer. Or Tarvalon. The White Tower. The White Tower. Yeah, let's just stick with that. Which is, mm-hmm. uh, dude, every time we see this, I'm just like, God damn it. This is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like that shot in the middle of the episode uh, this week with the sunset behind it. I was like, dude, can we just like stay on this? This is so cool. So many screenshots. And also, I mean, like we heard from Landron today, we can all take a trip up to North Harbor and see how that yeah. goes. She's, <laughs> got, uh, she's got a friend up there. God which... help me, but I laughed so hard at the North Harbor joke. <laughs> I, Dude, okay, so I'm finally starting to get it. And I think that shit is so on the nose, but so funny that I'm just like, dude, this is, this is so great. This just makes another facet of this show and this like series, like amazing to me. It cracks me up and it makes me so happy because it's like one of those things that fans joke about all the time, trying to find North Tower or sorry, North (laughs) North Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Like. It's just so, so awesome. great that we could just kind of get this out in the into um, the greater zeitgeist makes me really happy. But uh, but yeah, man, this looked really good and it sounded incredible. My mm. God, the opening music in tear. So 
that was one of my like little fun facts for you. Um, that's the composition for this episode was Lorne Balfa, who is uh, known for doing Megamind. He was in the um, the composition team for The Dark Knight. He also did the Lego Batman movie. But for my gamers out there, and you guys will know this this fucking soundtrack slapped. He is the one that worked on Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. So. Seeing this dude's name, and again, this is just me being a music nerd, then I don't expect anybody else listening to this to even know who this dude is, but it it know, was awesome. Oh, well, wait, did you really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't awesome. know that he did all of those things, but oh, I know yeah. all those movies. I'm like, yeah, all that sounds legit. I've like, heard those soundtracks. I'm like, yeah, great. Okay, good. All I didn't right, recognize cool. his name. but all Oh, no, I don't expect anybody to like recognize the name, but I just like, dude, right off the bat, when we're, what's it called? The tier? The stone tier? The stone of tier. The, the stone big of tier. giant, like, kind of looks like a castle that you can see behind. Yeah, and you only see it like yeah. one time. Oh, and and did I ever die? Like, I continue to be coming at you from the other side. <laughs> like, Dude, for I, real. I lost it when I saw the Stone of Tear. Like, that was very Just call cool. me Dr. Facilier. Lindsay is my friend on the other side. <laughs> Consider me dead on my ass mm-hmm. for all of the Wheel of Time. Just absolutely. For real. I, But seeing the Stone of Tear was very cool. Like, that is a place to which we will likely return um good it was gorgeous i it was honestly it just was like really cool i did have one question about it though and i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're not hit me so her dad said we don't do that in the village but their house was the only house so are we to imply there's a village like further down the river or in the the jungle a bit or like what i don't understand yeah, so they're like, so they're in, and this is actually in the special features map, which is so cool. They're in a place called the Fingers, um, which is like oh. the delta at the end of the big the big river. Actually, the river that uh, that everybody crossed before. Oh, right? oh, oh, oh! After, after Shadow, Shadow Logos. Yeah, so that river goes down into. I should pull the map up, but it goes. It goes down into like it's the delta at the end of the big river, and that's where Tyr is. The and it's and Tyr's a huge kingdom. The stone is their primary, like the seat of power. Sure. Yeah. Um, like it's their white tower. Yeah, exactly. It's like the main thing. It's like the castle, right? Um, it's, right. it's the seat of power, and so. But, and it's a huge city around that, right? So they're like in the rural parts of the Delta in the fingers. And um, so, yeah, there's totally a village. Like they're not that far from the city. Like I'll, I'll find us a map um, in a second, but, and put it in the chat so you can see, but um, they're definitely not that far from like major civilization. Like they're just probably, they're a little rural fishermen so we don't like see everything around them but yeah there's definitely other right. people there and i thought that was like the way that they're showcasing all the different cultures it looks so good like it's yeah. just it's so palpable you know you can really you can tell like when when swan and moraine go back later to we'll talk about it whatever the actual fuck that space was right like we'll get there in a minute but oh yeah 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 through the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> through the through the Tyrangriel, and we'll talk about what those were. But also, I'm like confused about them, so we'll get there. And also, I'm going to talk about it a lot in the spoiler episode. But um, like you could tell that they were in tier, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all being done so well visually. 
Oh, okay. I got you. You know, like you can tell where they are. You can tell that, like we can we can see that culture. Sorry, in my head, I was like, "Wait, are we still talking about the 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 little dimension place that they were in, or are we talking about the <laughs> tier again?" Oh, well, I mean, whether they were in a little dimension or a real place, it was supposed to be tier, right? We can, I mean, oh, you can like already okay. tell that, like it looks like the little Fisher hut. Right. It's just so I just mean like the like cultures, the way they're being shown, like I could tell the difference between like tear in the cold open with Swan or in that scene later and the two rivers. Right. Like you could right away tell the difference between the peoples and the land and where they were. Right. Right. Yeah. So, OK, I get all right. I get that. OK. All right. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down now. Sorry. I'm like maybe being inarticulate while I try and find a decent map of tear, which I'm also I'm just giving up on right now. Um, no, that's fine. That's that's what I figured. Um, yeah, it's too hard. Here anyway, is like my favorite thing about this. While the whole story about her and her dad, um, was really like heartbreaking and like it was really cute. And she's like, "I have the power. Like, I'm just gonna untangle your nets. It's not a big deal." Um, I and I think I just wrote in my notes, um, "Yay, my symbol!" But yeah. The fucking Trolloc symbol is back. And I don't understand why just the house is burnt down. And how did the Trollocs get through there without anyone noticing them? I think it's interesting that you think it's Trollocs that did that. Um, oh, I thought that was their symbol. No, it's not the Trolloc symbol. Um, I don't want to explain too much exactly what it is for spoiler purposes, because I think they're getting there. It's obviously associated with bad right well yeah um and but it wasn't the trollocs that did that that was the other villagers that was why her dad was nervous he was like don't do that where anybody can see because in tier oh it's not okay to channel it's it's different in tier than it is they're really prejudiced against it it's really dangerous and so if you can channel that's why he had to send swan away because it's not safe for her because the villagers like saw that they were doing it i think he mentions when they're on the boat she's like it's just us and he's like well last night in the village it wasn't like I think okay i must have missed that part because i was like why is he sending i thought he was sending her away because they got attacked so, okay, never mind. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, obviously, but... Well, they got attacked because somebody saw her channeling. She got caught, okay. and they attacked because... And they drew that symbol. So, we've seen that now in an attack against a woman who can channel to drive her away. We've seen that symbol drawn by people. We saw the Trollocs' right. blood make that symbol when it died. And we saw the Trollocs arrange... The, the dead goats people. that way or sheep or whatever they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I thought it was the Trollocs. Cause I've only ever seen it with the Trollocs up to this point. So I was just like, okay, that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, it's not. And they, I, they, and it's not supposed to be confusing in the show. I think they're laying it out, but it's yeah, that's <clears throat> uh, that was drawn by people. And that's all I'll say for now. I think that we'll learn a lot more about that when we reach the eye of the world. So I'll leave it for the show. If they don't uh, remind me, if it doesn't get explained satisfactory in season one, then based on where we get to by the end of this season, I will explain it. Cool. 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 I was very excited to see it too, though. And it's, it was subtle. I liked that. I liked all of the kind of world building stuff. Yeah. 
And we had so much of it, like, before we even talk about the plot, like, the amount of setup, like, that the tower is weak, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that you pointed this out last week when you we were talking about episode five, but, um, and I didn't really think about it until this episode, but uh, why the tower is fucking empty. Mm-hmm. There's no one around. It honestly made me yeah. think... <laughs> And I knew this wasn't true, but I kind of felt like they were doing like a nod to Deadpool where they're like, you know, it's funny. Every time I'm at this X mansion, there's, it's like only two of you. It's like (laughs) Fox couldn't spring for McAvoy or anybody. (laughs) And I just, I thought I was just like, okay, are we just like, is this a budget thing? And we can't show the Aes Sedai walking around, but there really is supposed to be like a hustle and bustling, like, you know, but like a bunch of Aja walking around and shit. And then yeah. I I realized it early, like early on in this episode, I was like, oh, there really just is like no one in this tower. Kind of, yeah. Like for the size of it. I mean, there are a number of Aes Sedai, but their numbers are dwindling. Mm. And it's for sure worth paying attention to those little clues. Like that it is, it is awfully empty in the tower. Like it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> right? <laughs> like. Yeah. But we saw the sitters, which was nice in the hall. So all mm-hmm. of the Aes Sedai who were there in the hall of the tower are, they represent their Ajas. So there's way more Aes Sedai than that in the tower, to be clear. Than what we saw in that room, okay. that's just the sitters and the hall, which is like, it's the Omerlin, which is Swan motherfucking Sanche. Dude. She comes. <laughs> the Watcher of the Seals. Dude. Oh my God. Oh my God. Just her whole entrance was just fucking st- Thick. And whoever this chick is with the staff, I hope she's more than just like a PA system because she was cool too. Yeah, Leanne is for sure like going to be someone like she's a character and she's been cast with that name. Like she didn't really have much to do this week, but like she is a character who will stay in the show and she's fucking awesome and I need infinitely more of her. And her banging stick was so cool. Yeah, that was sick. She felt to me like it was more like just a "Hey Alexa" kind of thing in this episode. It wasn't like uh, she like she didn't really do anything other than say like "Yo, back it up" or whatever, or yeah. like come forward and shit. She basically is like vice president slash chief of staff, more oh, chief okay. of staff, right? She's like, and uh, and the sitters are kind of like the Senate, like they represent all of their. Ajas, right right and they're how they choose their sitters is a whole secret bullshit that each asha has but um so there's way more than that in the tower to be clear so in case people felt like that was everybody who was there it's there's way more than them of that like we, we should have probably seen some more Sedai at this point and it is their numbers are dwindling especially for the size of that building and it's true what Logan said is like they are weak even though he was trying to get killed by saying that he wasn't wrong um, but the really exciting things that, that we heard as far as world building stuff and just like, let me just drop this here. Hold my beer. I was up yeah. season two. Was, um, <laughs> the, uh, the ships are seen arriving from the West and the Aiel scene West of the spine, which is the big mountain range on the, right. that divides the Aiel waste from the Westlands. So the Aiel are where they're not supposed to be. And God fucking knows who is showing up from the West on boats right now. Okay, so that was that was like my one of my main questions about this episode. Is the West like the Mordor of the Wheel of Time? Like why was it that they came from the West such a big deal? It would be more like if 
people are familiar with the Game of Thrones map, it would be more like if ships started coming in from the West in Game of Thrones and showing up like in the Iron Islands. And oh, where, fuck. Okay. Yeah. And people are like, I'm sorry, excuse me, the fuck? Like, there's no one knows <laughs> what's out there. Nothing, according to what we like. There's, as far as we know, nothing. So no one knows how, like, people have, like, like in Game of Thrones, like, obviously sailed west and never found anything. So they came back and now there's something coming from there and people are like, I'm sorry, what? Okay, that makes it infinitely more badass and I'm super on board to find out what these things are. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> I I really liked that they draw. They mentioned that like twice in the episode. And I was like, oh my god. Um, and Aiel seen seen west of the spine though is also exciting. So we've heard a lot about the Aiel so far in this sh- show for not having heard that much about the Aiel. Yeah, they do kind of keep popping up. And I'm gonna stick by what I said before that Rand is not Tam, uh, Tam's son, and he's from the spine. And. We shall see. We shall see. I want you guys to know, by the way, I this this is why I love Lindsay, and this is also why I fucking hate Lindsay. But um, she knows all of the answers to my questions, and she is doing such a good job of keeping me in the dark because she wants me to like go through this stuff on my own. I'm trying um, really hard. <laughs> I know, but it just like in the back of my mind, there's always a small voice that's like, she knows, she knows, and she's not fucking telling you. <laughs> I'm like, I do know. Ah, <laughs> uh, it it really it, it really is because the more that like we talk about this and the more that like more episodes come out, I just want to know more about the world at large. Maybe not like what happens to Aguine in the end or like Nynaeve and you know or like you know like where does Moraine go or like, you know, stuff like that. Maybe I don't want to know that, but yeah, I want to know like the world behind this. Like what, where are all the dudes? uh, What are the statues that he was lighting the candles for? The forsaken forsaken. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to know more about like that, like where they came from. Cause all of that stuff is like, I feel like it, uh, it'll explain enough in the show. So that we are like, oh, okay, so that's who that is. But it's not going to be all of it. Like, I'm not going to get to learn like where <sighs> they've only said one of their one of the dude's names, Ishmael. It was mm-hmm. the one that he talks about the the dude in the dreams. Um, the or no, that's the one he lights the candle for and says it's to help him sleep or something. I have to go back and watch. He it. He was the the Ishmael's the father of lies and yeah, father of lies. That's what it was. And he was doing it so that he could like make a clear like sleep clearly and have a know what he wanted to do. Okay. Right. I think that's what it was. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They all of all of that stuff is awesome, and it's all. I think that the important stuff is going to come out in the books. Like if there's anything I can say for this as an adaptation so far, it's that the themes, like the really important stuff is what we're getting, even though almost none of this happens in the book exactly this way. It's really different. Um, right. but the really important stuff is coming out. It's not a beat for beat adaptation of the eye of the world, which is the name of the first book. It's, it's so right. much more, which is so cool. Like all of this is shit we do not get in the first book. And it's like so much fun. And I'm really trying not to blow it for you. And 
Well, you're doing a really good job so far. That's that's all I'm that's all I'm trying to say is that you are you are <laughs> keeping a lid on a lot of the stuff that I'm asking. I can't believe that I managed to not blow Swan and Moraine for you because I have been sitting Dude. on that like a kid before Christmas. I'm like every episode, I feel like I've been like, well, this Swan doesn't like Moraine. Moraine's in trouble. Moraine's in trouble with Swan. Like and I'm like. Oh, I can't. Like, I'm so excited to see them together. I totally didn't see that coming, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, I wasn't just like, this is dumb. Like, why are we doing this? I was like, oh, yeah, that totally adds up. <laughs> it's so cool. The, like, it's one of my, my favorite reveals in the books is when you kind of get your first glimpse inside of Moraine's mind. Because this whole time, like, we don't really know what she's trying to do. And now we understand that they're trying to defeat the Dark One. Like, right. they, they are trying this, to like, do the right thing. Right, secret club pact kind of thing. Like, we, you know, we got to work together. That's the story I want to see, too. Like, I mm -hmm. want to see, like, them when they were young. And, like, how they met and stuff. And, like, when they, what... they made these, like, this pact to do that. That's what New Spring is, the prequel book that came out about two thirds of the way through the main series. Oh, okay. And it's short too. It's a quick read. You could read it in a weekend and it's a really great. And it's uh, it's them together in the tower as like novices and, and accepted and hearing the prophecy that they talked about, that they're the only ones that heard. And we don't oh, know right, the right, details. Right, right. That's what was interesting, right? We don't know the details of what they heard yet. Um, and I, I suspect that once we're told those details, we will have a much clearer idea of who the Dragon Reborn is. Right. So I. That's fair. And we haven't heard that yet from them, but they heard the prophecy and then they're on a secret mission now and kind of have been since they really since they were accepted and just about to and like becoming Aes Sedai. I think it's right before they take their eyes. Right. Like their test. whole time there. Yeah. And so they've been like doing this secret for the last like 20 years, right? That Maureen's been on this mission. Basically, it's been 20 years now that they've been doing this in secret together. But they said, if we, if the other sisters find out that we're trying to like find the Dragon Reborn and not gentle him, right? That we're trying to like find him in secret to like launch a coup against the Dark One, yeah. you know, they'll be stilled. And I was stoked that they dropped stilling. Which is the female version of gentling. Gentling. I didn't, I caught that like at the tail end of the conversation, but I was like, oh, okay. Like that. I have, I have oh, enough context okay. clues to know like what that means. Yeah. It's like a really bad thing, right? It's, it's what's happening right. to Loghain and it's uncurable. So. Wait, so, okay, hold on. Loghain can never again get his powers back. Like someone couldn't just walk up and be like, yo, here you go. Like we need your help. No one has ever been able to heal stilling or gentling. Holy fuck. That's crazy. No wonder it like drove him nuts. Dude. Well, okay. And I'm glad yeah. we brought this up because that was rough. I said it before in episode four that I felt really fucking bad for Loghain. And this just kind of like was the cherry on top. Uh, Swan Sanche is a bad bitch. She... That is it's such a cruel punishment for him. I just like, I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, holy crap. Are you kidding me? Like this dude is going to live out his life going insane, knowing he can't like, he can sit at the table with all this food and he can't eat any of it. That sucks. Dude. And I thought it was pretty wild that they said until the badness takes you all the way, because I said last week, I think that once you're 
once you're oh, gentle, gentle, you don't, you go don't crazy have it. Anymore. Yeah. But apparently he's still going to go crazy. And I don't know if that show only I'm like, set, let me know guys. Um, send me a tweet or an email or something and let me know Twitter of time, because I am not positive about that. I'm not certain whether that's a book thing or not. I thought that once you were gentled, you didn't go mad, but maybe I'm wrong. So let me know. But definitely in the show, it looks like you, you still can. And I guess it kind of makes sense because like when you're gentled, you, you can always still sense the source. Right. You just can't ever touch it again. It's right in front of you, but you can't ever use it. So it's not like you're all the way, like someone who couldn't, who can't channel, like you still have more awareness of it than that. Right. Yeah. Like you're just kind of like, I feel like it's like having, see, I don't know. I can't, there's like a lot of ways I could, it, it's like, so it's like being born able to see, but as you got older, like you, you like, you became blind. You still know like what the thing that just made that sound looks like, but you're never going to see it again. I mean, the real comparison for it, right? Because embracing the source is an analogy for orgasm for both mm. genders. So it's actually just edging forever is what it really is. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I want I want you to know that I got, I think I told you this already, but I got my five pound bag of Laffy Taffy. You did tell me this. <laughs> and I fucking, I stuck my hand into the bag to just pull like one or two out. I ended up pulling out like five. They're all fucking cherry. <laughs> oh, I like cherry. I know, but like the bag I got is it's some weird flavor I'd never heard of before. It's like strawberry lemonade or something instead of grape. And grape is like one of my other favorite flavors. So I have this five pound bag of another flavor I've never had before. I also like grape. Most people don't like grape. I hate banana. I just want you to know that this I don't bag like will banana I've, either. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be touching this. <laughs> I mean I'll eat them, but eventually that's just gonna be like five or six bananas at the bottom of this five pound bag now, when I finish it tomorrow. I don't like banana flavored anything. I like bananas. But not banana. Anyway, okay. That sounds delicious. It is. I'm jealous of your snack. You should be. Um so okay. Oh wait, hold we're on. I about, have... We're talking about Swan and Moran. Go ahead. Yeah, but I did have a question about that because it does come back around to this weird, like, Harry Potter secret tunnel kind of thing. Yeah. Um, why is Moraine against staying with Mygen? Well, she doesn't want to stay at the tower. She's the, oh. She can't be trapped at the tower. She has, like, shit to do, right? She can't, like, continue her mission if she's, like, grounded. And the only way to override a sitter, right? Like if, if what was it? It was Mogden? Mygen. Mygen. Um, like if Mygen tells her to stay, she has to stay. Maureen's not a sitter. Like she doesn't get to make that call. So the only way that she doesn't have to do what Mygen says is if the Amarlin says. So why didn't the, why didn't, why didn't the sitter just say, Maureen, you got to stay. If she, if Maureen is gone all the time, right? As they very, very clearly keep stating, Leandrin seems so aware of every coming and going that Maureen has, uh -huh. which is really fucking annoying. But also, I I wanted to say this for later, but get fucked, Leandrin. Oh yeah, my god, get fucked. Yeah, fuck Leandrin. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. I literally <laughs> like I was sitting on my my desk chair watching my TV, and I just stood up and just like fucking fist pumped the air. I was oh just like, my dude, god, get yeah. shit on. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I love how Moraine is fucking ruthless. She's just like, oh, All right, you know is. what? I've had enough. You know what I've got? No, but your little friend in North Harbor. Fuck you. And uh, Which I don't get. Like, why would you incredible. taunt someone who's literally known for spying? Like, oh, there's seriously. no way that she doesn't have something on you. That's so yeah. bonkers. Like a known enemy and like her whole. And yeah. it's, that's all that like Leandrin's the one who keeps saying that she's about spying. Like, that's not necessarily the definition of the blue washer you know what i mean it's like that's leandrin being i know and she kept she even said it during their i guess it was a trial or their like confrontation with the emerlin seat she was like i mean what are they known for they're here for spying and and you know shady stuff or whatever and no one corrected her no one was like hey fuck you that's not what we're doing here right well and she put a nicer spin on it right she was like because whatever she said to Nynaeve in episode four was like a little bit more brutal, but this is like, yeah. they're supposed to let us know when shit goes down. And like, how did all these Trollocs show up undetected in uh, the fucking two rivers? And I'm like, how indeed? Thank you. That's a great question. Fucking how indeed. I think we talked about that in episode one. So that was dope. Um, But yeah, get fucked. Like she just, mm, that I'm was still not rough... convinced. I'm still not convinced she's anything more than red. Oh, I, I think I personally, I think she just wants the seat. I, I think that's, she is of everything that we've seen so far. I think she is the most two dimensional villain that we've gotten. Yeah. She, I think she just she's wants power the, the power hungry seat. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable take on Leandrin. I, I want to hear more about her friend in North Harbor. I know. I want to I want to see if we actually like meet this person. <laughs> right. Dude, I'm going to lose my shit if it just turns out to be Tom. I oh, think that would be so that. funny. I don't think it is, but I just think that would be like such a slap in the face to my love for Tom. I Okay, let's table Tom cuz I want to come back to that cuz I have a thought about him. But um God damn it. Yeah, no, I am just mad at Leandra and I'm like I'm not even on my thoughts straight. I'm like this fucking bitch, but um, she's just the worst. Right? Also, because you just said the word, I did think it was really interesting that the whole room got hella pissed when Logan called them all bitches. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like that's something that, like, because given this, there are a lot of, like, gender powerful things in this. I thought it was interesting that he... Uh, said something about like, oh no, that's not what he says. He says he nailed that bitch to the wall, that green bitch to the yeah, wall. Yes, that that he's talking about killing her, not that he called yeah. her a bitch. Yeah, that he's talking about killing her. Well, because they're like, what the fuck? You did what? Because they're right. Like he's right that you didn't used to just be able to like march up to Tar Valen, right? Like that's mm-hmm. so. And and they're not used to people talking to them like this, you know. Like the I, think I, I think that's what it was. They were just like, yeah. whoa, dude, the ball's literally on this guy. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely, like, mm. um, God, I liked that moment with him a lot. I also liked the, and I just wanted to point this out while we're talking about Swan and that scene, the seven-striped stole, because that's the color that the Amarlin wears. She had that, like, her collar, her, like, super extravagant yeah. collar that had, like, a rainbow on it. Mm-hmm. That's what the Amarlin wears because she's of all Ajas and none. 
And that's why they got so upset when they said, well, mother used to be a blue. And everyone's like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, sit down. You don't say shit like that. She's That's not like because you're supposed to swear off all those allegiances when you become Armorlin. So, okay. So then Leandrin was basically implying like she's she's trying to like favorite Moraine. Like she's just trying to be like, why aren't you more angry right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She's like, and yeah, basically that. Dude, she's just trying Leandrin. to call her out. She's and it puts her yeah, fuck Leandrin because it puts her at a tough spot. Like which is what she says to Moraine later. Like I can't believe I was in that position because having to like like I can't believe Moraine couldn't come up with some more bullshit there, right? Where like this was like the episode of the Eyes to Die truth, right? Everything was a half truth. And I'm like, Maureen, you can't just say like what your mission was about without actually saying it. Like you can't figure that out. Come on. And Swan really has to press her there. And I'm like, I feel like she could have made something up that was still technically true, but Swan was in a super tough spot because of like Leandrin, like calling her out to, to like really press Maureen and make it brutal. And then it like snowballs out of their control a little bit into the exiling. Right. Yeah, I feel like Leandrin's words put her in the position where she's like, dude, you've got to do, like, something now. Otherwise, like, because when Loghain was like, and now you're all weak, I feel like there are enough people, especially with all the comments about how Leandrin's building up these, like, people, especially, like, they imply that there were sitters in the room that also agree with Leandrin. Uh Um. I think it's it I think it shows a lot about like Swan Sancha has to do whatever she can to maintain power at this point. Yeah, and that it's not necessarily easy. Like she can't just be like, "No, it's fine. I'm going to let you off, Maureen, because I say so." Like, "Fuck y'all, sit down." Like I said so. She doesn't get to do that. Like she has to make this like really public display and like make it really bad. Um and Oh, it's so rough. And like Maureen, thank God she had the wherewithal not to swear to the Amberlin seat. Like, speaking of trying to hold on to power. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like at least she swore to Swan and not whoever is the Amberlin seat, which is like, a, that's insane. Right. I was so glad when, when Swan told her to do that. I'm like, what the fuck? that's insane this oath is insane and thank god Moraine like turned it into like them getting married basically instead of swearing fealty to the Omerlin seat itself which I like that Wayne really clarifies like the throne and the person are the same thing like she's like isn't that confusing (laughs) like yeah kind of she's like no it's yeah I get it I did I so dude (laughs) I love the the word manipulation throughout this entire episode it just like it is. It is perfect from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Just, all those I said I truths. All of the I said I truths, but even like these little quips that Moraine makes, where she's like, "Well, we have questions for you," and she's like, "The Amarlin seat waits for only one woman, and she is not you." I was like, <laughs> "Oh, get it? That's fucking amazing." It was so good on your knees. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. I loved. I loved watching that scene with like Moraine and Swan looking at each other yeah, and having so much silent communication while the two girls are in there, like basically fighting for their lives, like in the craziest interaction yeah. of their existence. <laughs> and 
Swan and Moraine are kind of like just like making sexy eyes at each other, like laughing at these kids, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did also think it was interesting that she. Moraine seems a lot kinder in this episode. And it's weird for me to say that because my favorite line of this entire show came from her early on in the episode, but, and it was not a kind thing to say. Um, stupid boy. Oh, you stupid boy. That was so good. Anyway. And he is. He so is. Um, and I'll, I'll get to Matt in a, in yeah, a we're going to come back to Matt. Um, she, I did also think it was interesting that she immediately does not tell Egwene and Perrin that the other two are in the city. She yeah. knows because she's already seen them, but she's like, no. Well, so, like timeline wise, she likely knew about Perrin and Egwene being in the city already by yeah. the time she uh, saw Matt and, and Rand, right? Because she went like pretty much directly to them and like they'd been there for a minute. Like yeah. obviously the yellows had let her know her or her eyes and ears had found out. And um, yeah, like she obviously knew. I she I said I truthed it to to Rand and Matt as well, and to Nynaeve last episode, because obviously, like, she already knew that Matt and Rand were there. She just was, like, otherwise occupied, right? She's like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Like, she knew about yeah. it, though. Like, she knew, she's known this whole time, and she's been bullshitting everybody, and it's so ruthless. She... She is the good kind of schemer where like, you're not like, oh, dude, this bitch is out for like, she's going to lie to everybody and like, what the fuck? No, everything that she does up to this point, it definitely feels like she's doing it to ensure that everybody gets to the end game or everybody like gets like what they need. Well, I think, yeah, I think she makes it, I think she says, well, okay, actually, I love that she had this line. This was a book line where she said, um, you know, she acknowledges to Swan that she knows the Dark One's looking for them, right? The dragon will either save the world or fight or join the Dark One. Mm -hmm. And Maureen is like, I'll kill them before I let the Dark have them. Yeah. She says that in the book, but she says it to the kids. She's like, for real, I'll kill you first. Get on your fucking horse. We're going. It's like. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so awesome. Dude, she is so, so ruthless, and I love it. And, yeah, she, I I really like that line. She's like, I'll straight up murder these kids before I let that happen. So yeah. I got this. We're going to go to the eye of the world. And, yeah, she bullshits everybody. And she, like, the whole way, like, even right up at the end in front of the way gate, she's, when she's like, when I first met you, I didn't trust you. But now I know you, and... Let me tell you the truth about the end of the world. And I'm like, that's not a yeah, They're all just like, oh, fuck. Okay, damn. The, okay, so incredible. here's something else I had a question for you about. Why is Loyal there? What did she need from him? We're going to find that out next week. Oh, I think, okay. I think the very opening, they're going to explain the ways and how the Ogier are related to the ways. And I will happily explain it to you after the pod if you want. Um and oh no, no, they're gonna explain because he just kind of rolled up and was like, The ways are old canals, or whatever. And I'm just like, Is that why you're here? That is indeed why he's here. That. No, he's there because of the connection that the Ogier have and the knowledge that they have of the ways. So okay. he is there for a reason. We actually talk about it in the primer, the creation of the ways and like, and the Ogier. 
and their lore. So I can, I'll tell you about it after if you want to hear more about the background of them, because it is in the primer. Mm. Like, I don't consider it wicked spoilery, but just given that, like, next week they're going to dig into this, we can yeah. skip it. Um, they'll totally explain everything going on there with Loyal, though, and and he's the best. And I I liked Maureen's interaction with Loyal, too. Like, glory to the builders, indeed. Yeah. Loyal's awesome. He'll be He'll be very great next week. I expect Loyal to, in our very near future, explain the concept of Taviran, which keeps. I really hope drop. so because that hasn't even yeah that hasn't come up in a while, but it does continually like pop into the back of my head. Like, dude, why are we still not talking about this? It's the reason that Moraine thinks they're all eligible to be the dragon because they're boom. A, they're by right the way, aged. fucking called the soul splitting thing. Just want to pull that oh, out. So you did, dude. I couldn't believe when they dropped that. Yeah. That was sick. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that they are just genuinely guesstimating at this point, but... I think they're trying to explain to us just how much they don't have any fucking idea. Oh, yeah. That they have like, no they're like, I really idea. don't know. I really don't know. And neither does the dark one, right? Because we know that Dana was, like, sent out to get five, and she's like, there's five, five of, them, of you. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's one of... Like, nobody totally knows right now. Everybody's waiting for the dragon to reveal themselves. Yeah. Uh, audience included. But, yeah, they did drop that, and... um. And then what were we saying before that I was going somewhere with that? Um, One Sanche in the room. No, we were talking about the ways. Oh. I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but the point is, I'm sure something. I've I'll listen to it. this later and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll just oh, yeah. you and be like, oh, shit. God damn it. Um. Ah, sorry. All right. But the I said I truths, I think we were finishing that. Oh, yeah. I know where I was going to go with that. Um, The many-headed dragon, I was going to say, is very Game of Thrones. The concept yes. of that is very Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah. The three-headed dragon. So I'm like, yeah, okay, all of that sounds super familiar and, like, unlikely. But sure. And... um. I liked what Swan said about the pattern. We were talking about Taviran. That's where we were. My bad. I apologize. Listen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's where we were. We were talking about Taviran. So they'll explain that, but that's why Moraine thinks that they're candidates for the dragon, right? She said there's four Taviran. So it's not just that they're the right age. Like, this is why they're eligible. Mm -hmm. And we need to find out more about that. I think that Loyal will explain it to us. But what they said that I think is worth pointing out that I think is so well said and just awesome. And I fucking love Swan when she's talking to Nynaeve and Egwene and she says, you know, I know. And she's kind of low key talking to Maureen too. Right. And she's like, I know that you feel like you just wish you could be like a thread weaving in and out of the pattern without consequence. And I'm like, yeah. Oh honey, that's not your life. <laughs> Like, you're a thread that matters. And she says, the wheel calls you to this, whether you can bear it or not. The last battle is coming. And I'm like, yes, it does. Like, they are really important threads in the pattern and the concept of each individual soul being, like, a thread. And the way we see, like, in the intro with the... the, the Threads coming weave. apart and, like, weaving together and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the loom. Like, all these concepts are super important. And this is where, like, they're really nailing the adaptation. Like, yes. You are important threads in the pattern. You don't get to just sit this out, Matt. You Taviran <laughs> son of a bitch. You, this is Dude, not going to okay. work out for you. I, I'm like, <laughs> come now. And the concept, the very concept that 
they're like, okay, the last battle is coming. We've now said this in like three episodes, right? Yeah. The last battle's coming. The last battle's coming. And even though that we know that this is down in some massive prophecy and we saw Rand with the, uh, Corinthian cycle, I think it's how I'm like bad. I've been pronouncing yeah. it wrong forever in my brain. Um, and I'm trying to do better. But the book that Rand had in episode five with the image yeah. of the dragon on it, like we know there are prophecies that Moraine and Swan heard personally and that exist in books, like that have been along around for a long time. Like she's like, we know our prophecies, right? And there's all these prophecies that the last battle's coming. Everyone says the last battle's coming. And Moraine and Swan are like, yo, if seven of us go to the Isle World right now, I bet you we can make it so, like, there's no, like, do they think that's the last battle? And and the way that Moraine describes the end of the world, like, if the Dark One wins, like, low-key, when she's like, the whole world will burn and Trollocs everywhere and Shmurdamar, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, that's like... Moraine doesn't know the fuck what she's talking about, I'm convinced, because... That sounds to me a lot more like what happens if we have to fight the last battle, not what happens if we lose. What happens if we lose, Dana told us this, is the wheel stops. That's not the earth burns. The earth continues to fucking turn even if it's burning, even if there's Trollocs everywhere. Yeah, but now they're stuck in that age. And it's like nothing, people who like come around again in like resurrection or whatever in the next age or whatever, their life, that won't happen. No, it's like breaking the wheel more means like ending reality. That's destroying the pattern. That's oh, destroying shit. the okay. turning of the wheel. That's the dark one's goal is make it so the wheel doesn't turn. There is no next age. There is no time. It's over. That's what the dark one wants. What Moraine is describing is sounds a lot more like what happens if we have to fight the last battle. And yeah. they're like, maybe we can avoid that and go to the eye of the world right now and just end this today. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds feasible. All these prophecies, all the shit. And you're like, we're just going to go kill the dark one. It's NBD. Yeah. I know that you don't know how to use that sword. I know that nobody else has a weapon and you guys don't know how to use the power very well, but let's go. And I'm like, cool. Sure. That sounds like a great plan, Maureen. Like, honestly. Sounds like a terrible plan. Yeah, like Maureen and Swan are fucking idiots to a certain extent. Like, I know that they think that they have all the information, but we as viewers, just based on what we've been told in the show, like, this isn't even coming from my book knowledge. Like, just based on what they've told us. I'm like, like, bet. What the fuck? Yeah, I... I thought that was such a du- look. First of all, don't get me wrong. I'm all for going to like secret dark places and like seals with evil behind them and shit. But not right now. This seems like a bad plan. Yeah, this is such a terrible idea. Like we're in that much of a hurry. They're like, because I'm like, yo, you guys could, you could just ride your horses to where you're going. Like it's you could, but no, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go in yeah. here. Fuck me. Like, I, they're like, the horses won't survive. Like, what? Yeah. Is that like an actual thing? Because they just walk right through the gate. I want to say the horses. No, it, she's saying they won't survive inside the ways. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I want to say that the horses do go with them because, like, like, Mandarb and Aldeeb are like Moraine and Land's horses. Like, they don't, like, people keep their horses mostly. Except for, I don't know, some of them don't. When Matt eventually gets a horse that he keeps, and I fucking love that horse. But, 
like Bella, like they keep most of them hang on to their horses. At least those three, Bella, Mandarb, and Aldebar, like hang around for a little while. So I'm pretty sure they go into the ways with them. Not here, they don't. Shocking, honest to God. And where is Bella? I'm so I'm like, I don't think we're ever gonna see her. That's not okay. Yeah. I swear, if her presence was just an Easter egg, I'm like, Bella's like. Bella plays like a not unimportant role in the ending. I'm like, where's Bella? <laughs> I need Bella to come back. And meanwhile, I'm like, or or that doesn't have to happen. Lindsay, calm down. <laughs> God. But I, I would like to, like, while we're here, formally say, Matt, what the actual fuck? Dude, I okay. So seriously. And this is exactly how I titled this. As someone who hasn't finished the books, Matt is a fucking twerp. Yeah, I can see why. Why Dude, that way? He is such a douchebag. And but here's the problem that we run into, and I feel like this is akin to Stanley from Part Two of It. I feel like he thinks he's going to be too weak to help the group, and he would just become more of a hindrance. And that's why I'm like, I'm pissed at him, but I'm also just like. Dude, I kind of like maybe if that's what you're thinking, then like I get it and don't go with them. But also, know. why the fuck couldn't Maureen just reopen the gate? So I'm going to talk about that quite a lot during Dark Friend Social. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'll talk about that later in the spoiler episode. The way that the, the way gates operate is changed. I don't uh, know whether it matters, but like I don't totally know why I'm like it's closing sure i what's going on i'm a little unclear about it i kind of have to think it through and um it's been a hot button issue the last 24 hours people are definitely spicy about the way gates right now and i'm like i know guys i liked the event of sora leaf too Schmer. like it's so it's i don't know i'm gonna talk about it on dark friend social okay good <laughs> but I did think it was interesting that Maureen didn't seem to give a fucking half that Matt wasn't. Yeah, she out. didn't give a shit at all, which I think is so weird because earlier in the episode, she literally tells Rand that boy has no right being as powerful as he is. Like yeah, that dagger should have fucking killed him. Oh my God. And she tells Swan that she, uh, she doesn't know which of them it is. Right. She's not like narrowing it down. She's not like she tries to kind of narrow down off of Nynaeve because of her age. But she says, right. we don't even know that much about the prophecies. We can't discount her because of that. Look how powerful she is. Right. Yeah. And while we're there, Moraine, I'm pretty sure she would have said, oh, and also I don't think it's Matt or, I, you know, like I, I feel like if she had any is. reason to think that anybody was more likely than anyone else, she would have told Swan. She hasn't spent any time with them. She was like knocked out. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, she has no... When she was like, and I know you know. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You've spent, like, no. no time with them. Like, she knows... So she knows that Matt was strong enough to survive the dagger, which just, yeah. like, low-key, her cleansing Matt of the dagger was, like, really awesome. Dude, that whole thing was fucking sick. I was like, oh, my God, it's the Venom symbiote. But then, like, she got rid of it. It was so fucking cool. And then I do want to circle, but I'm not done with Matt. We're going to stay here, but... But the other things that Moraine knows is that Perrin 
She knows what Perrin can do. Oh, whatever. Perrin's... Yeah, when she talked about his eyes going gold or whatever. She knows what it is. She'll be able to to exposition dump to us at some point because she understands okay, what it is. So we'll we'll find that out soon. I think. I think we'll. She's like, we have plenty of time to catch up when we're traveling, and I'm like, I yeah, I bet. You we're just went through a fucking portal. Like, there's no traveling. Oh, but there is. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It's not. Okay. Is the next was, episode like, going to be them be just done. like walking through the the dark place? The whole time. I doubt it because there's a lot for us to do in the next two episodes, but I think at least the first half of that will be the journey through the ways. And whoa, whoa, hold on. Are there only two episodes left? Yeah, dude. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yeah, this thing dude. ends on Christmas Eve. Oh my God. What am I going to do? That's the question, isn't it? It is. The, it's right. Then we'll, yeah, two more. 17th and the 24th. Well, the 16th and the 23rd. We'll be able to watch it in the States. Oh my god, it's dude. It's not okay. Phantom, help me. I know. Give me all the info. Well, you can read. No, who does that anymore? No one fucking reads. God fucking no, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I literally just ordered a book on Amazon. Like, <sighs> why is it? Why, I, okay, we're going to talk about that later. I'm like, you're reading Rise of the Eye of the World. What the fuck? No, I am. I'm listening to the audio for Eye of the World. Jesus, God. All right, but so. Which I consider reading, by the way. Fucking come at That me. is reading. No, that's. Re- Dude, no, the Wheel of Time fandom will never come at you for that. We love Michael Kramer and Kate Redding, a, a number of Wheel of Time fans have never read it in a book. Like the oh, sure, audiobook okay. for Wheel of Time is like, dude, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding, who narrate the book, go to like Jordan Con every year. Like they're oh, on sick. YouTube channels, like they're around, like they're like beloved by the fandom. The audiobooks are top notch for the Wheel of Time. Fuck yeah, so dude. no one's going to shit on you for that. We love the audiobooks. Um, but the uh, anyway, what so what Maureen knows. Right. She seems not to give a fuck that Matt's not coming. She knows he's wicked smart. She knows yeah. that Perrin is is Something. like a wolf brother. And yeah. she also was like, don't fucking tell anybody that. Holy shit. So she knows. Yeah, that freaked what her out. Is. She was like, uh, no, keep your goddamn mouth shut. Yeah, she's like, shut your face now. Holy God. So yeah, she's so she knows what the deal is there, and we'll find out. And then um she has barely spent any time with Rand. She doesn't know anything about him, basically, except for that he loves Nynaeve. Or, sorry, Egwene. And, uh, yeah, I was like, whoa. No, Egwene. And um, and then we have Egwene, and Nynaeve obviously has like, now seen the Armorland and done all the things. So, like, Moraine's like, I don't know what she really knows. But Matt, I want to, as we talk about Matt's situation, Matt's move at the end here, this cliffhanger move for Matt. I want to get the meta stuff out of the way. I think we have to address it. We can't pretend it's not there. So Barney Harris, who plays Matt. Yeah. Has been recast for season two. We do not know why. And, and it's, and everyone just hopes that he's okay. Right. Nobody knows exactly what happened. We don't know whether he left or was asked to leave. We don't know if something happened. So the fandom has. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Sorry. I totally misunderstood what you meant. Oh, recast. Okay. Recast. I thought you meant like he's coming back. I'm like, fucking yeah, of course he's coming back. No. Okay. I got you. Barney Harris is not coming back. Barney Harris, who plays Matt, is not coming back. That's heartbreaking. It sucks. And we don't know why. And I have to give kudos to this fandom for zero vitriol that I've seen. Um, and it's only been Karen concern, but it's fascinating. Cause like Barney Harris, wasn't at the premiere. 
right? They're very, like, they, like, played Matt down a lot. Like, he's not in any of the special, like, the yeah. after shows. Like, they, and the, when they start hyping season two, they'll start hyping this new guy. So, co- and incidentally with that, like, at the same time as he was leaving the show, they shut down for COVID. And they mm. shut down production after episode six. They came back for episodes seven and eight. And that's the end of the season. So the likelihood that what we're seeing now with Matt not going into the ways with them is because of Barney Harris and like the real life stuff and him no longer being on set for episodes seven and eight. Yeah. Like, I think we might be done with him for the season. And I think that it's for those meta reasons. And so while I have a lot of really exciting things to say about this from a plot perspective, because I actually am like not totally mad at this. Um, I do want to just acknowledge that I'm aware of that. I know that this actually is probably happening because of the recast that, that that's what's going on. And we probably won't see him in seven and eight. Yeah, that sucks. It does. Cause I really want to see him in seven and eight because I'm like, wait, but if he is, and they did this, we could do some really dope shit, but instead I think we're not going to see him, but here's what I think we will see. And I'm like, how do I, should I just save this for dark friend social? I'm like, I, I think that um, Matt staying behind could serve a number of functions in Tarvalon. Oh, okay. Like he's still in the city. Like, where's he going to go? He doesn't have anything, right? He's going to go into the city and probably toss the dice, right? Maureen said he's in a good mood. That's what everybody said. Lan was like, he's he's chipper. he's in a mood good enough to get drunk, is what he said. Yeah, he said he was he was day drinking, and that he was uh, good for you, Matt. He was upbeat. That's what Lan yeah. said. Said he was upbeat and day drinking. Yeah, which, he told Perrin he looks like shit, which I was like, oh, I'm on Team Matt now. And then he stayed behind. And I was like, I'm uh, turning in my jacket. Yeah, I so. But like Matt, who's like day drinking and gambling and in an upbeat mood, like that's my boy. Right. So I'm like, OK. Yeah. So because I've been saying, right, Matt's one of my favorite characters of all time ever. Like Matt's the fucking best. I promise you. I know that he seems like a downer wet blanket asshole right now. But I promise you that Matt Cawthon <clears throat> is like one of the best characters in fiction. I fucking love him. And Matt that's out there day drinking and talking shit. That's my boy. So I'm like, okay, Matt, I would really like for him to have some of a later book storyline now. Oh, like get his stuff that happens in books later. Just give that to him now. Yeah. Move some things along because Matt's, uh, Matt struggles. They go on for a little while. And like before he becomes the best. And I would really like for that to happen sooner. And when Matt becomes the best, it happens in Torvalon. And so I'm like, uh, Matt, do you want to turn awesome? Because what if they just like accelerate that? Like that's all season two is about is Matt being like a fucking dope. Oh my God. Hmm. Sorry. I just want one thing like just like super fucking hit me. Do you remember when I was asking you why she was saying, like, if Matt ever touches that dagger again, I don't know if he'll recover. And I'm like, why yeah. the fuck would he ever be around that dagger again? If he goes back to Tar Valen, that dagger's there, but you know what else is also there? <laughs> the Whistler. Yep, he certainly is. Pat and Fane. Dude. And 
Yeah, like I, so that was kind of one of my questions too, though, is like, where is the dagger? Because we just saw Lan pick it up. I assume they wouldn't. Yeah, he wrapped it in a cloth, but, but yeah. I don't know. They might have it or it might be in the city. I, I hope that, I don't know. I don't think that's the end of the dagger story. And also, like, I don't want I Matt to go not. anywhere near it. I want him to be done with it because I want Matt to be cool. But... Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. We wrapped this arc up nice. She got the, her fucking dope line, and then the whole exorcism looked sick as shit. Um, and now Matt's feeling better, and then up oh, there he goes. I would like for him to do all of the super cool stuff that he does when he becomes cool, and I would like for that to happen now. And that's his, <laughs> the only way that I can say that in like a really non-spoiler way. It's just I promise that he's awesome, and I just I I really hope that I hope yeah, that you Rafe... and Ben keep talking about this hat. Oh my god, the hat is just so dope, and it's like the least of his kit. Matt's kit is like so clutch, and I, I like <laughs> remind me to send you a picture. Actually, I think you've been you've had enough spoilers outside of this that it won't spoil you anymore, and it's dope. But yeah, Matt's the fucking best, and I just hope that we can get there sooner. I'm hoping that Rafe's looked at this and saw an opportunity to say, "All right, you know what? If I don't have Matt for the last two episodes." great but guess what we're gonna do like we're gonna let's let's accelerate this situation i've been talking about this in dark friend social since the first episode of like so how quickly can we get matt from point a to point b like, <laughs> how, how many books can we skip to get matt to being the best yeah so i'm hoping that that's what's happening but um fuck me though i the waygate like i'm i'm bummed that matt didn't go I'm really excited that everybody else did. Like, it looks really, really good. And I love that Egwene and Loyal are the first to step up. Like, yup, that's correct. Yeah, that was cool. Egwene. I didn't that. Let's talk about that moment with Egwene oh and Nynaeve, actually. Dude. And I, <laughs> I fucking titled this. <clears throat> what did I say? Oh, perhaps you're not as special as you thought, Egwene. And I honestly do, like, I feel like that was such a humbling moment. And in my head, I was kind of like, yeah, get fucked. You don't know what you're doing. And you don't know what everyone else has been going through. You've but been you're gonna saying that. that. You're like, sit down. You don't know what's up. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, you spent some time with these tinkers who you inadvertently got the shit beat out of. Yeah. And didn't go back. Like, no talk of them. It's just like, yeah, because okay, we're, we're not even going to fucking mention this. And then you have the audacity to come into the tower and think that the most powerful woman in the world is talking to you. Shush. And like, why would, like, what has she done yeah. to make Swan be like the most powerful channeler? Like, the only reason that Egwene, like, immediately assumes that Swan's talking about her because she hasn't done anything to demonstrate that. Yeah. The, like, the only reason is because she is just the most special millennial. That is Egwene. And it's part of why I love her. And it's also like why she's so ridiculous. Like where it's like, dude, you just always were told that, you know, if you could dream it, you could do it. Right. And you just, she just assumes that she's the best. And like most of the time she is, but I really liked her getting humbled. Like generally speaking, if Egwene is like, I'm going to do that. It she'll yeah. figure it out. Like she's pretty awesome, but and she's smart, like we saw last week with her burning the ropes. Like she's she is awesome. Egwene is totally, totally great. But she got a good dressing down here. And then Nynaeve too by Moraine. And she's like, How the fuck did you not tell me about this with Matt? Like, are you kidding me right now? You think you could you were just you just it's fine. You're fine. You don't need anybody. Fuck you. Like, look at this. <laughs> so they both got um shot down pretty hard this week. Good. 
And I I like that Nynaeve is basically taken down a peg, too. She's just like, why are you blowing smoke up our ass? And Swan Shanshe is like, bruh, I know you're afraid right now. Like, just shut up. And then Nynaeve's yeah. like, oh, fuck, she's totally right. <laughs> yeah. Like, the... I love Swan. Swan's so awesome. And, like, Nynaeve, I I love how they're doing such a good job with really kind of well-defining the characters. Like, it's obvious that Egwene is, like, down for whatever. Yeah. She was, like, the first person to step into the ways. She was, like, when they're, like, you, you know, when Swan gave her speech about them being important threads. And she's, like, cool, so what do I have to do? She's here for it. Whereas Nynaeve is, like, I do not trust the Aes Sedai. I'm not gonna play your games i'm not gonna do what you say you guys should watch out for me like they just have these really different approaches to Mm. this organization that like real talk now that they both have been seen in the tower i mean moraine said this in the last episode right she's like everyone's gonna expect you to become a novice like they're gonna be all over you like there that was why moraine was like in so much trouble right basically yeah and uh like, people know about them and they care. Because Egwene is super powerful. She may not be naive level, but everyone knows that she is, like, as powerful as Loghain, right? They weren't sure. They yeah. can all see that. So, like, they all know that, you know, they're going to want to get their eyes to die hooks into these two. Right? And so they have this really different take on this institution that they are going to, like, that now has a vested interest in them. Right? Right. Yeah. But, so, like. Yeah. How see that's where I'm like confused. Like, how is that supposed to happen if they just left? Like they're gone now. Well, who knows? You know, you but, do. Well, of course I do. I know everything, <laughs> but you know, other than me, who could say? Right? It's like yeah. the Aes Sedai. They're certainly not going to forget. Oh well, like that's we yeah. talked about. Like we said, they have small. Like their numbers are dwindling. They're weak. All of these hints that have been laid out for us this week. Right. There's yeah. like nobody in the tower, all the stuff that we've talked about. And then they have these like two super powerful go- girls who like had a private audience with the Amberlin seat. And like, let's be real. They all heard about that. Oh, yeah. They're all talking for sure. Right. That didn't happen in the secret portal room like that. Like the other eyes that I know that that happened. They know that they were brought through the hall into Swan's chambers. So. The, you know, the Aes Sedai certainly aren't going to forget them. That doesn't mean that right. they're going to be in any hurry to run back to the tower. But again, they, they're, who knows? It depends on what what exactly the eye of the world is and how their attempt to head off the last battle by murdering a dark one is going to go. So, you know, and first they have to get there through the ways. Go. You know, we've got lots of things to deal with. Um, But, I, you know, I was going to circle back to touch on their their secret little hut. Maureen and Swan, but I'm going to yeah, do that. In, little... I feel like I should do that in Dark Friend Social. because I, I feel well, like you should too. Here's what I'm going to have too many questions you have to keep from me. What I can say about that and also about the Oath Rod, right? I want to draw attention to the Oath. Too. Yeah. There's like a few things that we've kind of, we're a little bit all over the place, but that's okay. There was a lot happening in this episode. Um, What what those objects are, both the the little painting that they step through which swan has one in her i saw yeah i was looking for it yep so they each have one but the hut doesn't have one so i don't know what that means but the both the little paintings and the oath rod are called tyrangriel 
and their magical objects. And the Terangriel is now a thing that's up in the extras on Amazon. So you can read about them. And it has the picture of the oath rod and of the painting. So love that Amazon is kind of telling me as a book reader what it's okay to tell you guys. They're like, no, yeah. no, no, we, we're telling everyone. That's a Terangriel. It's fine. We'll come back. Um, I would like very much to see Moraine's Terangriel, which we saw in the first shot of episode one that hasn't come out of her satchel. Um, she has that little, like a little stone Buddha man. Kind of looks like a little Buddha, I think, like sitting cross-legged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She packed it in her bag in episode one. Um, well, I'm sure that's going to come back. <laughs> but so these are little magical objects. And Tyrangriol, um, Moraine actually might have an Angriol, which is different. Tyrangriol are magical objects that do a specific thing. So this opens a portal to my sex hut in Tyr, right? Or okay. this, if you swear an oath on it, you cannot break that oath. And that's all it does. Or oh, okay. whatever creative variation of that you could come up with, right? Right, yeah. However you want to, you know, sneakily word that. Yeah, and they're all things from the Age of Legends that often, like, the Aes Sedai are like, well, we found this one use for it that we feel safe trying out, but we don't actually know, like, what it was intended to do. It might do other stuff. We try not to fuck with it too much in case it burns us out. Like, and so they, <laughs> they really don't super know what they're doing. Um, they've lost so much from the Age of Legends. So a lot of these Terangriel that they have, they're like, well, let's not, maybe don't play with that one. We don't actually know what that does. Like we said, there's, um, and there's a lot of them and they'll come up a bunch. And I think it's cool that we're starting to see them now. So the Oath Rod is one of the like super important ones that is like obviously fundamental to the Aes Sedai, right? Because that's right. How they, what they swear their oaths on, not to lie and all that stuff is done on the Oath Rod. The fourth oath wild holy shit i can't believe that she swore that oath wait did we talk about this already no i can't remember if we or if you and i talked about it before like that she swore to swan sanche and not the armorland seat itself oh yeah 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 yeah. we already talked about it. she was smart enough to say yeah. like in case like something happened because dude there's definitely a coup going on someone is building up some shit i'm not gonna say who but she's blonde and it's obviously Leandrin. Yeah, she's it's like, totally they've said Leandrin. it like a hundred times. She's gathering power. And I'm like, I don't like it. Leandrin, sit down. Take several seats. Like she's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know exactly the mechanics of their portal, but I thought it was a really cool way of letting them have their time together. Yeah. So I was here for that. Um, I think we might actually be coming to the end of the things that we had to say about this episode. I think we, I think we are. Yeah. I'm yeah. frankly shocked. There's, I thought that was going to go on for the rest of our lives. There's so much dropped in this episode. It was like between last week and this, like the amount of setup and foreshadowing of just like, yeah, okay, well, so we said all of this. Were you paying attention? Good. We're going to go now. Like now that's, we're going to really start moving. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. That's how I feel like this episode was, was just like a lot of tying up some other stories and getting ready for the final act. Kind of that's, it felt, this was all politics. This episode was all politics. Yeah. Moving the pieces around the board, getting everybody yeah. where they need to be, which honestly I can really respect because the end of the eye of the world is a fucking mess. And I'm like, good, like clean everything up, please. Um, I can't wait to, this is the part of the book that I've been most looking forward to adapting because I don't like it. 
Like the and it not because it's the action isn't good or the events aren't good. It's how it's set up. It's like how it's executed. It's just like what. So I hope that they. I think they're going to straighten that out, make it a little more clear yeah. what the fuck is going on because it's just confusing. It's like they sat on the dusty wheel last night. I think there was a poll. The poll might have been done before, but they were talking about it on dusty wheel last night. That like sixty five percent of book readers can't tell you one hundred percent what happened at the end of the eye of the world. And I'm like, count me in that. <laughs> Like I a hundred percent. I think we were talking about it before this. I'm like, no, I don't actually yeah. know. I'm, it's this or it's that. It's, it's unclear. Well, and I'm, I'm excited to actually see where we go from here. Like mm-hmm. I want my forsaken. I just, I think I even texted you too. I was like, I swear to God, if I don't get a forsaken soon, I'm going to fucking lose I it. Know. Well, and I'll remind everyone about the Trolloc army and all the fades that are just like, where like, where are they? You know, like where are they? Obviously, they weren't going to run into Tarvalon. I like, no, I know. Obviously, but also, yeah, where where's everybody at? And like, and also, and just see. I hope that we get at least a few minutes to let everybody kind of download on. Like, I want Rant to tell everyone that they got followed by Dark Friends and Fades. Like, I know he. he I, yeah. Now that they're together, they're going to be able to talk about it. And here's the other thing that I was thinking about this. What happens if one of them is like, dude, we've been in the city for like a week. And then Egwene is like, what? Why didn't Maureen <laughs> tell me that? Oh, shit. Like, I was thinking about that now that they're all back together. But then when she goes into the room, she's like, I will tell you, I've got eyes and ears all around the city. But that didn't really say yes or no. She was just like, I've got eyes and ears around the city. Yeah, she gave no answer to that. But she yeah. also was smart enough to, she only revealed herself to them on the same day. Yeah. So it's not like they'll be like, yeah, I've been with Moran for the past five days. Like, they haven't. They've only been with That's her true. for that day. So they might get, get away with it. Yeah. But I love how Moran was, like, unable to say, like, but I trust you now. She's like, and everybody get in the tunnel. Like, Yeah, and like, just follow me. Come on. <laughs> and let's and let's go. Like, she, man, and the way we're walking. <laughs> The ways looked so cool. Yeah, that did look really cool. I'm really excited. I love the like whole like lightning and stuff, but there's nothing like you can just see the stone steps and shit. Oh yeah, like it's. Ooh, I can't wait for them. I, I can't wait for loyal to explain them to us. That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. I would like three things from the first 20 minutes of next week. All right, I'm writing them down. I would like for loyal to explain the ways. I would like for loyal. To explain Taviran. And I would like for Moraine to explain the wolf shit. That would work out real good for me. I would like those three things to be made clear to our characters. Um, among there's other things that I want, but those are those are my three top. Like if I have like exposition that I would like them to have during the ways, I'd like those three things to be dealt with. <laughs> Well, but, let's let's. I have no idea how to spell this, by the way. I'm just literally. I just wrote loyal to explain the ways in the Taviran and Moraine to explain the wolf shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I want. I want loyal to say Taviran. Yeah. For everyone to say no, I don't want to be, and he'll say, "Well, you are anyway. Fuck you." <laughs> I want God. that to be explained so desperately. I can't believe they drop that in like the first two minutes of episode one and just like leave that for us. And I'm over here like, bitch. This really helps, like, <laughs> it's, it's, like this would make things make sense so much. Like, I really wish if, if there was one thing that I wish I was able to just explain, 
and have everybody know this, I think it would make everything else make more sense. So I'm like, okay, fine. I get that you're going to just drop this at the end of it. But like, also, can I just loyal help me out? So I feel like that's (laughs) going to happen. And then I'm looking forward to this. Like, I want the first half of the episode to be in the ways. Like, I feel like we might even get like two thirds of this episode in the ways. And then, well, that's what I was asking. Like, is it going to be them like traveling the whole time? I'm not going to tell you what happens in the ways. I don't want to know what's in the ways, but I'm worried about like, I'm just like, I'm worried about the pacing of the episode. Yeah. It's it's not going to be boring. Okay. Thank God. It's going to not even a little bit be boring when it's, when it has the threat of being boring. Um, we're going to get that exposition. Like they're going to explain some shit. We're going to, we're going to walk and talk. No question. Okay. We're going to do a walk and talk for a couple of minutes. We need to, there's information yeah. that we have to get. Um, but no, the ways are not boring. And what I said in the primer episode, cause now we know the ways are fast travel, right? To spell right. it out, to be clear. What they said is that the ways allow you to walk, you know, what one would step be like is a thousand months is one step is like a hundred yards or something. Yeah, something like that. They gave some kind of ridiculous number. I'm sure people are doing the math right now and complaining. Um, <laughs> as we speak, some fucking nerd is like, I, and respect, respect to that nerd. I actually would like yep. to hear see that math. Hey, I, I get it. I've broken down the economics behind building an actual Death Star. That's fine. Right, dude. Like, and so much nerd respect to the person who did the overlay maps so I can see the differences. But anyway, um, but the ways are like, it's not teleportation you have to like go through you have to go through it thing. right the ways are much more akin to moria than they are teleportation like Yay. it's the faster way through the mountain sure but that doesn't it's not it's not great and so what i said in the primer about fast travel and the wheel of time because to assuage everyone's concerns this is why i talked about it in the primer because i was like people freak out about people walking in fantasy stories and like traveling, right? right. It's like, oh Lord. And that's why everyone was so happy with the one month time jump. I was too. Oh, I loved that. I was so excited about that. Yeah. And so let me reassure you that not only does the wheel of time afford multiple avenues of fast travel, they are, as you go through the story, increasingly effective and yeah. increasingly dangerous. It's never great. The fast travel is always risky and fun. So it's going to be awesome. You're going to love this. This is going to be your favorite part of the season. Hands down. It's Ben's favorite part. Fuck of the yes. Book. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Also, I just keep picturing in my head, like after you said that, I keep picturing Loyal like cursing at them. Like your name sings in my ears, but also Egwene, shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> I'm trying to tell a story. Like, I don't know why that just, that shit just like cracked me up when you said that. Your loyal voice or voice makes me so happy. And I've been wanting, like I've been waiting for loyal so that you would do the voice. I've been sitting oh over here God. quietly, not saying anything. <laughs> like, well, it's got to do the loyal voice. And I tried to do it in the primer and I was like, Schmer, and it Oh, now I have episodes. to go back and listen to it. It was in one of the spoiler episodes. Maybe actually, I'm not sure where I was doing it, but I was like, He's like Tavirin, and I was like, I need Scott. I was like, son of a bitch, I can't. I'm so. Anyway, I'm really glad that you can do the loyal voice now. <laughs> I'm Literally, I'm talking to that. <laughs> Your voicemail sings in my ears. That makes me so happy. Dude, I'm not doing now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I need just like that audio clip of you saying that. Yep, that's gonna be the trailer for the episode. That's, what, that's just what I'll put. Cold open. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. 
I think uh, I think we're ready to start wrapping it up. You want to take us out of here? I uh, I'd be delighted. Um, as always, guys, we love that you guys are so interactive with us on Facebook. Or, oh my God, no, we don't have a Facebook thing. God, no, we do not. <sighs> All right, I'm already off to a great start. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, we just we love hearing from you guys. We love that you're so active on Instagram, and I love that you guys are sleep depriving Lindsay because she won't get off Twitter. Twitter's awesome. Twitter of time is the best. I'm so happy to be on I'm Twitter doing now. really good about staying off of it. I, fe- I feel like I am doing a pretty good job. Like, I get the notifications, and I'm just like, oh, that's Lindsay's stuff. Like, go away. <laughs> I think what I've done a really good job of is not posting half your text to Twitter. I actively oh. have had to not post some of your text messages to Twitter. I'm just like, oh, look like at this shit that a non-reader said. No, not even. Oh like, just God. when you're talking about it, I'm like, look what Scott thinks is going to happen. No, don't, <laughs> don't do me I, like that. I'm That's, not. Oh. I haven't. I told you I haven't I out of I love know. and respect, but it was really hard. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like, anybody that listens to this episode is going to be like, wow, Scott's a fucking idiot for this show. Like, he doesn't know no, any of this shit. Not at all. But I also have had to hold back on some of Ben's texts where I'm like, pfft. Gallon is not a good character. Oh my god. I know you guys said that when he joined us on the episode four. Or I said uh, yeah, ben, episode four episode. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we talking about? Every Gowan meme I find, I send it to Ben because Ben thought Gowan was good for like when he's in it for like five seconds in the first book. He's like, Oh, I like this Gowan guy. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Gowan. <laughs> so anyway, I knew that I was oh like, Can I god. can I post that on the internet? And he's like, What do you mean? And I was like, Nothing, don't never mind. Don't never worry. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can indeed find us on, yes. on Twitter and, and on Instagram. We're at Twitter at Behind Timeline and at Instagram at Go Behind the Timeline. <laughs> yeah. But and, uh, here's some exciting shit, guys. And I was going to wait and do this for the primer, but because this episode's coming out tonight and I just got everything done, I feel like we can let you know now. Um, behind, the time hang- behind the Timeline has an official Reddit as well. You guys can so like post on there and tell me all about the stupid shit that I'm totally getting wrong on this show. Or if you want to know like what's coming up, or if you want to do like an AMA with us about like what we think about another show that's coming out or a movie, or like if you genuinely want to just spoil shit for me or try, cause Lindsay will probably get to it before I do. Um, I you guys can find us on Reddit now. Just go to r slash BTT podcast and you'll, you'll find us all there. I'm not going to spend too much time in there. I'm going to mod it, but I'm probably not going to post too much, um, for now. Uh, but when we get around to like the Spider-Man primer, which, uh, is coming up, what's today, Friday in three days, be on the lookout for that because we are right in the corner. For I know, no way and I home. lied on the internet yesterday. I was like, it's coming tomorrow. And I'm like, no, no, it's, we're, we're recording it tomorrow. So just, oh it's, yeah, it's coming coming yeah. retraction <laughs> yep you heard it here live recorded um but yeah be sure to check us out on reddit um make sure that you guys are leaving a like wherever and a follow wherever you are listening to us um stay tuned for the spider-man primer we'll have the next two episodes of wheel of time coming we are not doing any other timeline films until season two of the podcast which will be coming uh Early on in 2022, we are taking a break from the timeline to finish up the kind of stuff that's happening for the rest of this year. Um, If you are so inclined, let us know if you want us to do an episode by episode review of the book of Boba Fett, or if you want us to do what we're doing for Hawkeye and doing an all around seasonal review. I can Um, post that on Insta too. I can post a poll. 
Yeah, we'll be doing that for sure. And by that, I mean, Lindsay will be doing that now that this is the <laughs> first time we've discussed this. Um, but yeah, let us know. Um, and again, if you guys feel like you have something like really exciting or important to add to the Wheel of Time episodes, or if you want to be a part of, uh, you know, like the Hawkeye review or anything like that, let us know. Hit us up. We love having guests on there. My best friend Matt is going to be on the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, primer you know, you guys know, like Andrew's been on here. We've had Peyton on here. Um, we we are not shy about bringing people who know more than us on here. So no, somebody absolutely. come join me for Dark Friend Social so I can gush about yeah, lot spoilers and, with someone. And so she has someone to talk to instead of just Kevin. It is me. I know Kevin did make an appearance. Didn't <laughs> he's sleeping now? He's <laughs> what an anyway. Asshole. I know he's like not. You don't even want to participate. Well. No, I'm sleeping. Anyway, we'll see you guys for the Spider-Man primer. That's going to drop on Monday, I think is what yeah. we're doing. That's going to come out on the 13th. Um, so we'll see you for that on Monday. And uh, then we'll be back for the Wheel of Time next Friday on the 17th. So mm -hmm. stay nerdy and we'll see you soon.